we record, and then I go home, and then I replay it in my head all night and cry. That's not good, John. That is that's not a that's not good for your <laughs> mental health. Well, you know, I'm I I say stupid shit all the time, so. Okay, so like I was saying, I'm doing the thing where I'm, I'm basically eating between four and seven p.m. and that's it. So no no calories outside of that. Yeah, I've, so, I've done that. And really, you know, it's funny. The only thing I had to cut because I already don't eat breakfast or lunch, but I have I make a latte every morning. Can't and do I, that. And I just stopped. That's so why I stopped that. And now I fast for twenty one hours a day. You can do black coffee. That's what. I, yeah, that's what. Yeah. I, that's what I drink now. It's just black coffee. I did it for a good two and a half weeks but something happened and I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore I was doing like 20 fast four hour eating window okay, yep but I wasn't eating in the four hour window I was eating like only in the one hour window right yeah. and it just I got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore it's weird because I've read like some of the different studies they've done on this and it's there's not a there's not a lot of great data on it there's one study that shows it's, it's not like longer fasts aren't necessarily are, are, particularly for women are maybe not as good but it's just not a lot of good information I just figured my sedentary ass did not need to eat three fucking meals a day I'm, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the same way I mean um, it, it's even even like if I because I've gotten a little bit better about exercising like 30 minutes a day and it's pretty intense but it's still I mean let's say I burn I don't know three or four hundred calories in, in 30 minutes I mean that's I can I can cancel that out with a beer or two in yeah. about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you cannot. I've always said that you cannot exercise off a bad diet. Yeah. But anyway, so you know, I was I was telling Sarah this. I'm like, I'm, I'm you know, started doing this, you know, fasting thing or whatever. Or some people got it's the it's the OMAD OMAD one meal a day. It also is what mm. some people call it. Um, but she was like, oh, so the idea is that like. You know, you since you're only eating for like basically once a day, surely you can't get so many calories in a day that you still getting too many calories. And I was like, hold my beer, <laughs> watch me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I can sadly pretty easily get 2,500 calories in that three-hour window. My uh, I mean, my custom homemade ramen, I think I can. It's not homemade. I take instant ramen, but I I jazz it up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I I think. <laughs> My way, up ramen. <laughs> my my way of jazzing it up injects like a shitload of calories. Yeah. Is it like egg? Are we like, recording? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm cursing. Know, a, I'm cursing a lot. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'll try to curb that. John, this is our first outing since uh, COVID. COVID times. It is. You, you, you still? We're also supposed to be scared of dying. Still, right? I'm not scared. Not scared. I'm ready to go. Well, you're not watching the news enough. I'm ready to go. Not watching the news. We have a good life insurance policy on me, right? To the company. So I'm ready to go. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Did you fill it? Did you sign up for it? I think I did. I think I did. I'm sure it's not. I keep telling Jody I did, so it's okay if I go. I'm sure it's not a great policy, so you might want to have your own. (laughs) Just supplement it. Just just don't make sure you're worth more dead than alive. Thank you. uh, That's never a good scenario. I want to take a photo of that because that is a lot better than. Hey, look, there's even some leoparding. Leoparding? Is that a verb? To leopard? To leopard. So these it's, are... Uh, it's the uh, the burn, the scorch marks on the pizza. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. 
like a leopard. Oh, well, John, what else do we want to catch up on? Topic-wise, or do you want to just, just whatever? What you just do? <clears throat> Mess something up, like I always do. Um, we can get into topics. I have topics. So I told you. Well, I mean, I've got a couple of just things. So I told you, I, things. told you I got, finally got an Apple TV. Oh, that's right. So, you've uh, so you the, finally officially so, become an all-Apple house thing? I mean, kind of. Well, so, you know, I, I've been waiting for, like, two years because I realized, for various reasons. Well, let me tell you what happened. So, I kind of jumped on the Roku bandwagon. I got a bunch of Rokus. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I mean, I think pretty decent. You know, they're not going to win any awards with their interface or anything. But it's fairly, or it's... It, it, initially, anyway, it seems it seems pretty fast. You know, browsing around to the different apps and launching stuff. Certainly better than the the, the app that's built into Vizio TVs, which oh, my yeah. TV is Vizio. It's just it's slow. It's, they they're known for having the slowest you know smart TV interface of all. I don't use the smart TV interface. Oh, I, I lie. I used it because uh, Netflix has their like interactive stuff, and you can't do those on an Apple TV. So we use the TV app oh, version wow. of Netflix yeah. to use the interactive stuff. Which TV do you have? Which brand? Uh, LG. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I even think. I mean, again, Vizio is far as far as I know. Last time I read all the reviews, far worse than slower. It's just slow. It's really slow. Um, so I had you know went in on the Roku thing. So I've and I've got like pretty much the top of the line Roku. It's like the uh, Ultra something or other, but it's 4K and it was the fastest one and and all that. <clears throat> and I'm I'm pretty particular. Like when I'm watching like movies or or these like high quality TV shows nowadays that are that are cinematic and they're shot in 24 frames per second or if they're if from Europe you know mm-hmm. 25 frames per second and so I, I always want to make sure that you know I want to set those settings right so that, you know like usually on these on your streaming device or whatever these things are called you can you can say hey basically whatever the whatever the frame rate that this content is in set set my TV to that like sync the TV. So basically, like when you start watching a movie, if it's 24 frames per second, your TV goes into 24 frames per second mode instead of staying in 60 and doing like the the yeah. three two pull down or whatever the the telescene thing. Save the 60 for games because that's just too much. Well, also, I mean, you, you get a really weird judder when you go from 24 frames to to 30 or, or 60, as it as it were. Um, that just ruins it, especially if you if, if you know what you're looking for, like especially on, look, on, on panning scenes. Yeah, it, no, it's instead of because you know, like when you're in a movie, because because they are shot in 24 frames per second, in which is totally visible in human eyes. I mean, we can see far more than 60 frames per second, right? I mean, we can probably see over 100 frames per second. So when you're watching a movie, uh, 24, you know, because all movies, at least you know, American ones, are shot 24 frames per second. And when you're in the movie theater and you know, big old screen and you're watching it pan, I mean, you can see it. You know, you can you can see that the the, you can see the, motion the shutter, board. right? The frame shutter, yeah. but it's even. Whereas if you're at home and you're watching a movie, and you don't and your TV's not displaying it in 24 progressive frames, instead it's trying to do the three two pull down. It's literally three two three two. So it's like a big step, then a small step, then a big step, then a small step. If you're looking at like a pan across the screen, mm-hmm. and you can that it's a it's an uneven shutter versus. A, an equal, you know, natural judge. Well, see, I've always heard that the that the higher frame rates will cause you issues, if not headaches or nausea, because it's too much information. It starts jacking with your brain. Right. Yeah. That we're, we're consuming way more information than we should be. It could be. Like, it's unnatural yeah. for us to I, consume, like, 128 frames per second or something, whatever the maybe, highest is I, right I don't now. know. I mean, I think the problem is when it's when it gets fast, but it's 
still slow enough that your brain can tell there are there are unnatural frames happening here, you know? Yeah. Um, because, you know, like with games and sports, everyone wants the fastest fastest frame rate you can get. Like, so sports a lot of times, at least here, it's, I mean, it's 30 frames, but the, the frame is split up in the, into two fields. So it's really more like 60 frames per second. That's why sports and like the soap opera effect, you know, that they just, it yeah. looks, it looks yeah. very live and, and super, uh, you know, like realistic motion. And in games, you know, the kids always want the frame rate on the game. So it's the incredibly kids. smooth. Yeah. You just age yourself. No, I, I, I don't play games, so whatever. What? You're not going to get a new PS5 or an Xbox? Well, I just got an Apple TV. The games on that are way better than any. Let's get So let's get back to that because I want to finish minute, my story. Wait Apple TV games suck. Have you played Roku games, Sean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guarantee you they suck a million times worse. All right. All right. Um, okay. So I had everything set up with Roku. I was getting the 24 frames per second on everything. First, it was Netflix. So all of a sudden, I'm watching Netflix. I'm like, this just doesn't look right anymore. So I check, and sure enough, my TV's in 60 frame per second mode. I'm like, well, what's going on? And, you know, much searching of Roku forums and Reddit subreddits and all this kind of stuff. And it turns out that supposedly, and I don't think we can have the full story on this, but, like, Netflix decided to opt out of that Roku setting to allow to, I can't remember what the settings call, but it's basically, like, match the frame rate or whatever. They opted out of it? And supposedly the reason was because when you're, if the device switches your TV from like 60 frames per second to 24 frames per second, depending on the TV, there's usually a, it goes black for us like a moment because mm-hmm. it's resetting. It's like, it stops, sets itself in a new sync mode and it starts back up. I mean, I think most TVs, it's about a second or so. But, you know, supposedly they were getting a lot of complaints. People are like, they don't like that when they... When they go from playing something, you know, like they switch from sports over to watching a movie, um, you know, they it, the screen goes blank for like a second while it's switching into the mode. That's supposedly the reason. Hmm. Okay. And then, what else was it? Um, the the I mean, basically, the only thing I can still get 24 frames per second in on on my Roku is Plex, which is stuff I'm just doing locally. Your and pirated stuff. Not necessarily. <laughs> And and Amazon Prime still still works, mm. but uh, Disney Plus doesn't. Um, I don't think the Apple TV. I don't even know if I tried the Apple TV one. Apple TV Plus, I mean. Right. Um, but like Netflix does it, and and all the reports were that Apple TV still does this just fine. And you know I've been waiting to buy an Apple TV because for the for the past like two or three years, Mac buyers got said, hey, don't don't buy it because it's old. It's long in the tooth. You know, it's been you know five years since this t- version's been out. And then I just, you know, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'm sick of waiting. And I just read a couple of weeks ago in the news or one of these rumor sites that it turns out, because I'm thinking this fall, they've got to release yeah. a new one this fall. It's not, and they said, yeah. no, it's going to be 2020. I'm like, you know what? Done. I went to eBay. I bought a used one. It, I, it's, it was actually, it's used, but it was, I don't think it had ever been opened. Is it a 4K one? Yeah, 4K. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it had ever been opened. Um, I don't know if it's like a, I think it's one of those that someone bought and just returned. Because everything was still in that absolute original Apple packaging. Either that it was a they, they bought it. It was a reefer from Apple. I'm not sure, mm. but it was perfect. Um, I saved like thirty bucks. I mean, you, you know, if you're willing to deal with more scuffed up ones or like missing cables or or that, you know, the remote has that glass on it, cracked glass. If you're willing to deal with that, you can you can save a lot of money. Really? The whole bottom part of the remote, the shiny part, is oh. is glass. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Does damn it, Apple. Have a- Apple, quit making things that you know we're gonna drop. <laughs> quit making them out of glass. Yeah. Why are you doing that? My remotes aren't glass, though. I have like the your Apple TV remote is glass. I have two 4Ks: the the latest generation and the previous generation. Just and Google 
cracked glass Apple remote, and you'll see that your Apple remote is glass. I also have a really old one that's sitting the, in my drawer is somewhere. Is it the 4K? No. You don't have the Apple TV 4K. I have two 4Ks, the little, the little, and I have one 1080p. Puck? Okay. So I have three of them, yeah. but one of them is sitting in a drawer because I'm not using it. But anyway, so I will report to you that not only um, does Apple TV still seem to support switching into the correct refresh mode on everything I've used, mm-hmm. but it is so much faster. Yeah. Um, so, like one of the things I, you know, when I when I moved about six months ago, um, I, I ditched the satellite dish and I went YouTube TV for my TV service. So you know, put the T- YouTube TV app on my Roku and it's like, okay, it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it, it, it seemed I, I, my complaints were that like you know when you like start a new channel or switch channels or or start playing something that's like you've got DVR or whatever. It seemed to take like a few seconds for it to actually start streaming, and it's kind of annoying when actually when you're switching channels like to wait like three seconds. And another big annoyance was let's say you're watching Trump something that's like on the video on demand or whatever, and it's yeah. you know it's got commercial breaks, but it's one of those where they 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 splice in like a commercial break, and you know it's like a set of like four to six commercials. It lasts a couple two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not the original commercials that were in the show when it broadcast whatever. It's right. like whoever's right. paying right now basically. It's like the sports field where they yep. they change the. Uh the advertising on the And so let's say, field. you know, if it's a three-minute commercial break, that let's call that six 30-second ads, okay? And so it would start the first ad, which, by the way, would take this, that two or three seconds to, to start playing the ad. And then that ad, that 30-second ad would be done. And then you see a black screen for about two or three, five seconds. Oh, before that for annoying. The, so a, so, so a three-minute yeah. commercial break turns into a four-minute commercial break. And I just kind of got used to it. But now that I have the Apple TV... I mean, you change channels because I thought I'm getting. I'm like, it's my internet. It's maybe my internet. It just takes a while to get the stream going. Yeah. With this Apple TV, it is. It's half a second. You know, 500 milliseconds at most. You switch channels. You know, whatever. It's it's almost instantaneous. It's so much better. And of course, the UI is nice. I know people complain about it. People who are like, you know, UI, you know, well actually guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna place. But and, and I mean, even already, like, there's there's some things like. There's some things I don't like about it, it, and the recent updates kind of broke some. Well, it it caused some artifacts. So like, you can you can double tap the. uh, It used to be the menu. They changed things on one of the releases where you used to be able to double tap the menu, but now it's double tap the kind of screen icon. The one on the right, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You used to be able to double click the menu icon, and that would bring everything up, and you could close apps. Well, now you have to use the other one, and you you could just flip up to close an app. But now it's got this weird artifact where it kind of it kind of doesn't close it correctly. Yeah. And it's kind of weird and jarring. It still closes it and everything, but the, the look of it isn't as smooth. So you feel like you're doing something wrong. And there's no end to the complaining about the remote. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, the remote, I hate the remote. Do you hate it? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't I hate it yet. I don't know. Because I, I, so I have like, I don't know, you haven't seen my new living room yet, but you've probably seen pictures. Yes. And I have the ability to I, kind of. I am waiting for that invite to your house. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Get your Corona I, test. And, and you know what? I'm going to get. I'm going to get that next version of the Apple TV before I'm going to get before I'm going to get an invite to your house. So <laughs> it's okay. You'll okay. you'll have your you'll have your new MacBook Pro before then. <laughs> no, I, I, we do need to invite you over. But uh, so I, I can don't know. angle. I can angle. I, you the don't want to die. We might I get coronavirus, John. I can pull my TV and angle we it. So to, like uh, if I'm sitting in the kitchen, I can yeah. I can move it and watch TV while I'm eating. You know that kind of stuff. You know the. the the fat guy watching TV while he eats. Um, I mean, because you can't stop eating for something, no, right? No, <laughs> you got to no. keep eating. And I don't want to sit in the living room and eat. I want to sit in the kitchen. So. <laughs> so anyways, I can angle it. But in the process of doing that, or if the kids are eating, I'll, I'll move it for them and, you know, stuff like that. Just, I don't know. It's just something we do. Yeah. 
the, the act of picking up and moving the remote inevitably causes oh, a touch. It is so sensitive. Or it, it, what's even worse is that what I've noticed, I think this is on YouTube TV mainly, but like I'll, I'll just go grab the remote. It is like, it fast, it yeah. rewinds it like five minutes. YouTube like, is really sensitive yeah. about it. It just, you except look when, at Except when you want to, except when you want to rewind, then you're like, I, my, it's like, what's, yes. is, did my thumbprint wear off? Because you're supposed to be able to like double tap on one corner yes. and yeah. it'll go back a certain number yeah. of seconds, but it doesn't always work. So I end up kind of spamming it until it does work. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, because you can put it in, you can, if you, like on YouTube TV, you can pause and then you can scrub, right, with your yeah. thumb, left, you know, forward or backwards. Yeah. Try to scrub like 15 or 20 seconds. I just, I challenge you. I can't scrub less than like three minutes. So I'm like, I'm trying to just like rewind like 20 or 40 seconds. And I, I scrub this, first of all, like if I scrub too small, it doesn't, it doesn't register at all. It won't register. Right. So then you, you try a little bit more. And then finally, all of a sudden, like, it's like eight minutes back, at, you know, reverse I'm like no which it's not like they don't know how to do this because on the ipad <laughs> if you're using i if you're using youtube on an ipad you can just double tap on the on the video itself in in a certain you know left or right side and it'll it'll do it it'll do a 10 second jump hulu is even better because it'll do a 30 second jump which i prefer yeah. over the 10 second i wish that was configurable should be. but you just kind of double tap and you can you can skip forward i mean i should be able to do that with the apple tv but it's just not there oh so another thing that used to work on on roku that broke in the YouTube TV app, and I don't know who to blame this on either. They, they both blame each other. If you want to, like, let's say you're, uh, you want to rewind a show a lot, like an hour or even just 20 minutes, or fast forward a lot, you just have to spam. You can't hold the rewind button down. Oh, yeah. It, it stopped yeah. doing that. And so you just have to, like like you said, you have to spam the button, and you're going, ten, like, 10 seconds at a time. So on YouTube, you mean? On the on YouTube TV? TV app. No, on Roku. Oh, on Roku. Yeah, okay. on Roku. That's another thing that just like, was killing me. And, and they're like, oh, well, you know, you know, just reboot your Roku or, you know, uninstall the Apple TV app and reinstall. I tried all these things. It didn't work. You still, it's still a mess. These are, these are luxury entertainment but devices. What's weird we is, want to be able to just get them to work. We don't want to have to work to get them to work. How is it? Though, I mean, Roku is huge. I mean, they're, they're the kind of runaway leader in these, in this, what do they call it? Is this a... What, what's what are, what's the acronym for these streaming um, over the over the no over the OTV over the box or on the box or on the what's the what's the term for it I don't know I forget I, I don't know like what the word is OTB over the over the OTT over the top it's an IOT <laughs> I mean it's all IOT now right yeah. yep. Thundercloud John <laughs> <laughs> powered by Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft's on to bigger and better things. They bought a freaking huge game company. Which one was that? Uh, Bethesda. Oh yeah, see, I don't. You'll have to tell me about this because I don't know anything about it. I mean, it's not much to tell. I mean, Bethesda is pretty much already a conglomerate of a, multiple gaming studios, and so they bought them. So they've acquired all of their, you know, IP and everything. Both Sony and Microsoft are coming out with consoles. Now there's quote-unquote rumors that Microsoft might buy Sega which would also kind of bolster their their kind of gaming library, so to speak. So things are kind of heating up in the gaming world. You know what? I mean, it'd be cool to compare, sorry, I'm typing and talking, like Salesforce's acquisitions to Microsoft's. Like, I don't think you can. Well, I mean, what's your again? I mean, I'm not saying it in any like quantitative way. That's I don't think we have that information. But like, what what are Microsoft's big ones recently? Like, so LinkedIn, um, which uh, is pretty huge. Um, well, Tableau is big. 
they paid a lot for it. I'm not sure. Oh, tab. Yeah, yeah. So I think Tableau in effect was. You know, Salesforce, they like to really play up the MuleSoft acquisition. And they probably got more for their bank from the Marketing Cloud acquisition than they did from the Tableau acquisition. I, I think so, too. And Marketing Cloud, of course, was way cheaper than yeah. Tableau. I mean, <laughs> some by billions. Yeah, well, we thought we thought Marketing Cloud was big. Well, that was the exact target. Well, was that a, like $1.6 billion something, or something? Yeah, it was like and that, that was just That was record-breaking, you know. And uh, and then the MuleSoft for it was like six, four or $8 billion, something like that. But that's, MuleSoft's the one that I feel like they really have to sell hard, like, the value of it. Because, I mean, really, the truth is, like, these integration things, they're, they're a dime a dozen. I'm sorry. They are. There's a lot of them. Pick whichever one, you know, pick, pick whichever flavor you want. They're whatever. Um, but, but Salesforce, you know, it's, it's, they definitely have wrapped it all into their messaging. It's like, oh, that, that's what's enabled us to do this customer 360 and all these things. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, whatever. And it's fine. Oh, it, yeah. It's a good story. I mean, it's... I mean... <laughs> it kind has. Of. Yeah, I mean... I mean Einstein wasn't going to yes, do it. Yes, MuleSoft is the tool they forced all their engineers to use when they implemented Customer 360. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, MuleSoft, I'm, you know, it's a good product. I'm not saying it's not. It's just, it's, it's not a, there's no, uh, there's no moat there. There's no, like, unique thing. Whereas, like, LinkedIn, really unique. You know, Microsoft bought GitHub, really unique. I mean, there's just no, yeah. the, the second, the second yeah. close competitor to GitHub is almost not even mentionable. I mean. What's the Atlassian one? Bitbucket, you know, but yeah, it's not. It's not even close. Yeah, it's true. Uh, GitHub is pretty big. I was, I was, and I was skeptical. I was a little of Microsoft honestly, stewardship. Of I was it. not even. I was not just skeptical. I was a little nauseated that Microsoft yeah. bought them. But, but I mean, they've been really good stewards. <laughs> I think of it. so. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the latest? Man, I've been seeing. Well, the latest is TikTok with uh, Oracle getting a stake in it. I'm not exactly sure what the details are, but they're supposed to somehow get some kind of stake in TikTok. Which I'm not really into TikTok. I'm too old for that. And apparently there's some document, some controversial documentary on Netflix about young underage TikTokers doing stuff. Yeah. I don't know anything about TikTok. I mean, I, I, I was aware of it in that it used to show... You know, it would be like a music-centric thing, almost like a music-centric social media platform where people would kind of share their music or share themselves enjoying music. And then it became this platform for twerking. From what I understand. A platform for twerking? That's, 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 that's my old man version of what I... That's my old man understanding of what TikTok is. What is that? What I, I don't do? know. Yeah. But, oh, oh, you're, yeah, that's what you're like bouncing Sorry. the... I'd ask you if you needed more slack there. Oops. No, I just... Too bad you don't get any more slack. I bump it out of... No slack for you! I bump, I bump it out of anxiety. So you, would you say TikTok is like a twerking as a service? Twerking as a service, yes. A, a Taz. <laughs> well, John, should we get to, I don't know. Salesforce stuff? Do we have to? I mean, no, we don't have to. We don't, this we don't, is, um, I don't want to kill the buzz with Salesforce stuff. That, that's a good point. I mean, we out. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode. Right? That's right. Yeah, this is the last one. Yeah. Should, we tell, should we make the announcement to people? Yeah. This is the, the final, what is this, 263? The final episode of Good Day, Sir. 262 in my notes. <clears throat> it's been a good run, man. Yeah. yeah. How, how long has it been? Um, we, couldn't cloud, we couldn't catch up to the, what, the cloud focus. They're like in 300 and something. Oh, I, I did state that was a non-goal, though. Like, I never, <laughs> if, I, if we catch up to them, we're doing something wrong. Yeah. 
I think the Wizard Cast beat us to Amazon Music. They're on Amazon Music. I haven't been able to get us on that yet. I don't even know what Amazon Music is. Oh no, I do because my one of my favorite beer brewing podcasts they they announced it. Like, like it was a big deal. I'm like, okay, is that a big deal? It's not. Okay, yeah. should be easy to get onto. Don't they just do they not suck in the iTunes feed or whatever like everyone else does? Uh, no. Okay. You have to opt into the platform. I th- from from what I heard is the original uh, licensing terms were not good. Like, like explicitly stated, like you couldn't say anything bad about Amazon or something like that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that probably precludes us at that point. Yeah. So, but I heard they changed that, so yeah. we might get back on it. Well, it can't be worse than what's the one that um, wants to, you know reserves Stitcher. The, yeah, that we're gonna we're gonna suck in your audio file, reproduce it, re-compress it, re-encode it, and you know, we might put ads in or whatever else. It's like yeah, yeah no, no, thank you. Oh, we wait, we do Stitcher, don't we? No, we don't. We don't. No. What's yep. the one? What's the one we do that there's is a in the analytics is a whole separate column. That, it's Stitcher. We no, do Stitcher. we don't do Stitcher. What am I thinking? We of do. Um, oh crap! Not uh, sound. It's not SoundCloud. It's, no, we, um, we don't because we don't do SoundCloud, right? No. It's the other popular music thing. I know. I'm like I'm about to tell you what it is. <laughs> da, da, da. I really should eat my pizza. What are you doing here? Really, it's sucking hard. Oh yeah, you should eat your pizza. Spotify. Spotify. Yes. Why don't I know the difference between those two things? I don't know. What, we were just talking about them, too. Spotify. That's that's the music service. That was kind of the OG, the the one that um, was originally known for, like, you know, learning some kind of AI or something to, to learn what, you know, the kind of music you would like. And really, actually, you know what the true OG was, in my opinion, Pandora. But Spotify came out, or I think Spotify originated maybe from Europe or somewhere, because I think it, it kind of took on, took hold in America later. But did different algorithm or whatever. A lot of people really preferred it. They were like, man, Spotify is amazing. It just like knows, it knows me. So, I don't know. I just use Apple Music because it's like, I get one Cause bill. Because I pay for it already. Yeah, because I, I already give all my money to Apple anyway. So yeah. <laughs> just add it to the bill. <laughs> Put it on my tab. Like, I wasn't excited about the new watch, but I kind of want a new watch. I was like, nah, I convinced myself not to. I'm, I'm glad I don't. I mean, what is what is mine? Is it a four? I think it's a four. Yeah, mine's a four. Yeah, we have the same now, right? Yeah, yeah. Four. And I don't know. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. The battery still seems fine. Yeah. It takes... I put it on the charger for about 45 minutes at night, and it goes to 100% in 45 minutes. So. That's all you need, right? Yeah, because I put it back on so I can have it for sleep tracking. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only thing new with it is the new sensor. What's the new sensor? Oh, like the oxygen level sensor. Oxygen. And mine doesn't have the EKG or anything either. So. Oh, mine does. Is there not? No. Yes, it does. It has a heart rate. doesn't have an EKG. Yeah. No. Mine does. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe mine I don't mine's different than yours. You might have a five. I think I have a four. Okay. I think mine's newer than yours. Okay. Then. Yeah. Because EKG came out with the previous one, right? Which okay. is five. I have the EKG. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's on four. And it's fine. Yeah. You know what the other is sad. Yet, so. If I didn't need the okay, if you have an if you have an iPhone mm-hmm. and you have AirPods mm-hmm. and you regularly walking around listening to either music or especially podcasts where you're constantly kind of wanting to pause or rewind or whatever, right. you almost have to have an Apple Watch. Or yes. if not, you're pulling your phone out of your pocket. Or you can now you can of course program the little double tap on your AirPod things, and I, I do that a lot too. But I, I find that I still really need... You don't still carry your phone, do you? The watch. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Because you can do it all on your watch. You can download your podcast oh, I, or your music uh, that, to your that, watch. That, yeah, that doesn't work great. I know. It takes forever to download. Yeah. And it's no, just I don't even mess with that. Yeah. 
If I ran a lot, I'd probably try to figure that out. I don't run. I do all my workout workouts in in the house right now. So. In place, running in place. Pretty much, yeah. 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 Put my leotards on, whatever. <laughs> my leg warmers. She's a Ace maniac, yeah. maniac. <laughs> you can ankle weights and everything. Yeah. Running in place. <laughs> yeah. I'd, in my jazzercise. Don't forget jazzercise. Oh yeah. What what was the one that Fabio Fabio did? <laughs> I don't know. Where he was like creepily. He was like, yeah, he was being creepy, super creepy on that one. All right, let's try to do some Salesforce stuff. Okay. I mean, uh, we didn't talk about Salesforce already. Just just, to, just officially, so for the people that are complaining that we, uh, what is this podcast even about? I, I listened to it in an episode, and just they were talking about, like, I don't know, like Apple TV and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I took one bite of my pizza. I mean, I, I talk enough. If, according to my wife, I talk way too much, so you should be able to have plenty of time to eat pizza, John. I know. I should. But then I think I'll miss something. <laughs> well, I'll miss my opportunity. You know, it was it was kind of eye-opening whenever we had the community episodes, because you and I have such a cadence when it comes to talking. As soon as one stops talking, the other one starts jumping in. And so that was kind of some of the feedback that people couldn't find a spot to kind of jump in and interject because we're, we're so quick at it. Yeah, it's also, it's it's the thing, you know when you're watching the news and they've got a guest in like remote on satellite and it happens to be a satellite where there's like about a two second delay yeah. and they are constantly stepping on each other so they just stop. Right. It's it's kind of that. Yeah, that's true. There, there was that delay to deal with. So. And also I think, I think a lot of people that are joining in, they're like, you know, it's a little like they don't want to like, I don't know, mess up the they mess up the show, or, or they're afraid they're gonna, you know, this show. I, I know exactly. There's no messing up this show. Exactly. I mean, it's it's hard it's to a make a shit show. If exactly. Ever yeah, you can't mess up a shit show, can you? <laughs> By the way, this is gonna be our first episode where it's adult rated only because I keep cursing. Adult. Yeah, because I I don't really want to go home and do a bunch of editing tonight. So I'll flag it as adult only. Flag it. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna flag it as adult only, so I can curse as much as I, mean, I what's want. The, what's the end result of that? Why do Why do podcasts try to not have? Because it's supposed to. It's like like PG thirteen movies. You want to apply. You want to appeal to a larger Most, audience. Yeah. You want to get those teenagers in. So how much dollars. is our monthly payment going to be reduced if we? Okay, millions. We'll lose oh, millions. Well, gonna, but you I'm know gonna, what? I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice millions so I can be honest to myself See, and that, curse like a fucking sailor. That's what we do for this community. Oh, so, John. I'm sorry. Curse like a fucking sailor. Oh my god. Okay, so you are gonna have to put a warning on this. Like, I'm if, gonna, your, I'm kid, gonna if flag your kids, it. if your kids in the car, I'm gonna flag okay. it. I'll flag are it. Are you listening to any other of the Salesforce podcasts? I'm not. At this point, I'm not. Really. Are you? Well, one of my problems is, and I think, okay, I, this is something I want to talk to you about. I, did, I forgot to put it on my list, but just what the COVID lockdown is doing to podcasts. Have you noticed this? Or do you listen to enough podcasts that you've heard other podcasters talk about? I this? listen to a handful and it doesn't seem to be a The problem them. is, you know, people don't have drive time anymore because they're all working from home. And so podcast listening has gone way down. So everyone's numbers have gone down. Really? And all the ones that, de- you know, depend on the, that they've decided to quit their job and be a podcaster. And so they have, you know, they're running they're because they're making ad money. Mm-hmm. Like, all their ad revenue's gone made, way down because their numbers have gone down. And that's why you see all, like, ac- accidental tech and, like, there's another one I listen to, um, uh, Coder Radio and all these that have added. Um, they've done the, you know, become a member thing. It's basically like Patreon or, or what, PayPal or whatever. You know, one of these just, you know, now we're raising money from our our listeners basically oh we're gonna do patreon but also in addition to all the ads we put in your face we also are gonna ask you to give us money (laughs) (laughs) 
so the, you know the, the you, I mean there's hey, you a know what? I'm looking at our numbers they're the same yeah no, they are the same yeah thanks everyone yeah we're still getting about 13 14 downloads a month yeah yeah awesome <laughs> appreciate it yeah I mean if you if you take out my wife your wife my parents I mean we've got, we are we unaffected have, by four this, or five by, listeners by this pandemic that's, <laughs> that's awesome no it, it, that is true um Although we've cut our frequency in half, so I feel like that... I know. What is up with that? I just... I don't know. Every week just is... Especially with, you know, us, both you and I, working in this little business we're trying to... Or little struggling business we're trying to grow. It's just, it's hard because I'm it's a little bitch time. and I keep complaining. It's just... It's, I don't know. It's hard to make the time. And, and also, it's just like... I feel like you and I have talked about everything 100,000 times now. And I, yeah, sure, we could like always talk about the newest release notes and all these things, but it's just... I don't know. I mean, how many times can you talk about namespaces? I know exactly. Which is not going to actually. Happen. I would. I would like someone at Salesforce to tell me how many times it takes, because I will then use that as it's a. It's not goal. a tootsie roll pop. It's not. <laughs> you can't lick it and lick it and lick it and get namespaces. You can't lick namespaces. <laughs> you can't lick your way to namespaces. <laughs> well, that's that's a shame. I'll tell you that. What, how how much licks would you dedicate to namespaces? I don't know because at this point there's there's just so many additional needs. I mean, I, I've, I'm honestly I've, I've given up. I'm just giving up. Well, yeah, because I have you to write on my Apex for me, now, John. <laughs> so true. I've given up. I, I I've no, abstracted you from. I no longer give a shit about Apex. Oh yes, you do. How so? Well, you care about it in the in the positive, because when our team starts going crazy with p- process builder and flow and flows and your integrations run. And you're like, it's taking freaking ten hours to run a thousand records. Yeah, that's, and they're asking you to replace their yeah. the, all their. Yeah, I'm the one that gets the Apex. call and goes. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy's complaining about performance. Can you do something about this? <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's not just me, obviously. Though. I mean, it just it does slow everything down. Yeah, yeah. And what was the what was the request you got today? I saw. Um, I, can't, I can't name the client, um, but you got a request. And it was, what was their problem? There was something about emails were going out, but it, it was just... Something like that. I push it off till tomorrow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I said, let's... let's but let's it's another one of those things where like, hey, we're, we're trying to use yeah. flow for this. It was flow, yeah. but it's just not... It's a, it's a volume issue, yeah. So I'll have to figure out how to address that. So anyway, you could have... This is, this is the thing. Could have done it right the first time, but you didn't. So now you got to do it right. Well, it's kind of, we're kind of in this weird state because we have more options now. Like flows have a before context now. They have a before insert and they have a before update context, and it, it might still be viable if we use those. But Why, who wants to who wants to just be the guinea pig for all that crap, though? I it's know. obviously just it's not because <laughs> we've done that. We've done that where we're like new shiny. Let's let's get it done. The clients can yeah. modify this. They, they can maintain it. There's all this documentation. Then we find out there's still limitations, or there's still some kind of performance issue that we have to get around, and yeah. we have to move it all to code. And in order to give them parity, I end up having to write a lot of code because I have to give them a configurable way of managing it. Because we've already said, you can configure this. Why did we say that? Uh, we technically didn't, but yeah. it's the right thing to do. I mean... E- <laughs> well, it's, it's not only the right thing to do, but because of their requirements, it's the best thing to do. I, I, still think, I still find it's weird that people are willing to learn these, I mean, pretty, like... Arcane and in detail visual draggy droppy deals, but they're not, they're not, but they won't, they, they refuse to type a curly bracket. What explain this to me? I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, because at some point you're just like, you, you've missed the forest for the trees, like you're so hell bent on 
catering to people who don't know how to type a curly bracket, or 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 you you're saying they don't know how to type a curly bracket? I'm not sure I believe this though. That's that's my point. I don't believe it. But well, it sure helps sell. It sure helps sell. Yeah. And and it and it reinforces this idea that code is scary and bad. And the people are like, you know what? Maybe I, I was going to learn that, but maybe I'll just I'll, I won't now because I see I see all these other tools they're they're obviously putting all their money into. Right. And I'll just I'll just do those. But it's 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 somewhat it's like are we not seeing the forest for the trees? I mean, we're we're pushing so incredibly hard on boxes and uh, boxes yeah. and circles and arrows when there's plenty of people who just would have learned how to type a curly bracket and would have been producing a much better product. Yeah, but at the same time, these things aren't. In, in, in our case, what we're dealing with is it's not simple. It sounds simple, but it ends up not being it's simple. Al- it always sounds simple at first, John. I'll give you an example. I mean, everything sounds simple at first. We, we had we had a solution that was built in Process Builder, and it was opportunity assignment. So this was, you know, as opportunities are created, it would go through and, and figure out who to assign the opportunity to. Sounds very simple, right? It sounds simple. So we created a table for them to kind of maintain who got what. You can have a pizza. <laughs> Grab one. I'm not going to eat it all. And once the client configured everything that they wanted, you know how many records they had? Wait, wait, wait. What, what kind of records? So we gave them a table that said, okay, put in here all the things, all, all the uh, rules for who you want to assign to. Okay. And it was a very basic straight match. So it's like table-driven, like logic, I guess, or whatever? It, it, yes and no. It wasn't like a filterable type thing. It wasn't logic-driven. You couldn't really set any kind of, you know, greater than, equals to type thing. It was basically, if this field is here, we'll try to match a record to that. It was basically a very strict matching. It would, you would, if this field is populated, then try to match to that field. They ended up with 380 records. Wow. For their assignments. When we saw that, we're like, this is not going to work. This is not maintainable. And we can't even test this to make sure everything is covered. So right before go live, go live, I spent probably like two or three days mad dashing, building a rule engine that would allow them to say, here's the person we want to assign to. And here's the criteria for when they get this assigned to. And here's the order of operations. Yeah, yeah. We got it down from, so we went from 380 to about 25 records in that table. And that table represented a person who got who it got assigned to and what the rules were for that, which had, you know, a basic filtering structure, almost like you would like a list view. This field equals this, or this field is greater than this, that type of thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, <clears throat> it's difficult, like, okay, oh, we're going to hire a, a consulting company because we have all this stuff we want to build because we don't know how to do it and it takes all these skills which it does but our requirement is they leave us with something that is completely maintainable by people who never could have job could have gotten a job at that consulting company how much of a service is this or disservice is it to the client at that point well that's where you start trying to build out tooling for them that makes it easier and it kind of abstracts them from the complexity of it. That, that in costs itself. At least three times more. Yeah, and that in usually doesn't work more. very well. 
It's because I'm not building it. <laughs> if they had that much budget, they just would have hired someone. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is a balance. I mean, you have to figure out what the requirements are, what the what the re- the realistic number is of it changing, whatever that ends up being. You know, how realistic is it that this is going to change? How realistic is it that it's fairly static? Because it's going to cost you three times to make this a very dynamic, configurable, declarative tool. But if it's only going to change like maybe once or twice a year, maybe just buy some support hours, call us and say, hey, we need this changed. We change it. We spend an hour on it. We upload it to production. We're done. And you've got your change. Yeah. And that's the balance that has to be struck. But a lot of times, if you're not planning for that type of thing, you're not having those type of conversations, you end up kind of reactionary your way into a solution where neither side can has any hope of, of realistically maintaining it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've talked about this a million times. I just... Is that it, your way of saying change stuff? No, it's not even that. It's just... I don't know that it serves any purpose for us to just keep beating this thing to death. Hey, there's a new listener every day. I mean, I kind of, honestly, I just kind of feel bad about it. Yeah. But I still don't get it. Except, except it's great for marketing. Outstanding for marketing. I mean, the, the narrative that's been whipped up, unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Unbelievable. Amazing. Awesome. Amazing. It's incredible. Yep. It's amazing. Phenomenal. You know what's phenomenal and amazing? <laughs> I'm dying to know. The evangelist team has uh, started uh, putting some attention to their uh, YouTube account, and they've, uh, they've dubbed these things quick takes. So now they have these kind of really small snippets of kind of demos and things. What I like about it, from the ones that I've seen, I've, I've watched about three of them, is that we're starting out in code, which is what I really like. We're starting out with code. It's not like a sales pitch. It's not a, it's not a demo designed to kind of get a CEO to buy the product or anything like that. It's just developer-centric stuff. So it has curly brackets, what you're telling me? It's got curly brackets. It's, it's, it's Visual Studio Code. That's fine. No, it's not fine. That, Why is it not fine? It's not like that tool. Well, you, I, you are swimming against the tide. I don't care. Though. I'm my own person. I'm too. I, I don't even have v- VS Code installed Look, on my Scott computer. Scott Wells pays me plenty to you. <laughs> to, <laughs> That's to, true. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> to, 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 to promote eliminate Cloud. Well, he's paying you? Yeah. Well, why isn't he paying me? I don't know. I didn't know you were getting paid. No, I'm kidding. I, I know this guy about to walk in. I'm kidding, obviously. <clears throat> no, but... That's when you know you go to the bar too much when you see people walking in that you know. Sometimes you want to go <laughs> where everybody knows your name. Totally. Kind of is. Unfortunately, there's like three or four of those places where everyone and knows my name. And they're always glad you came. <laughs> Oh, we got John to sing on the podcast. Is that a first? No, I've tried to sing plenty of times. I'm hoping somebody will like pick me up and go, you've got such a great singing voice. Why don't you make records? (laughs) You never know. One of these days, John, just keep singing. Just keep singing. That's why I went the EDM route, because I can't sing. (laughs) I have a a CD somewhere that... Oh, I've got got plenty of things that were never shared. (laughs) That were never shared. And some of it I'm like... Not bad. Some yeah. of them like that's embarrassing. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find this. I know I've got that CD somewhere. It's pretty. It's not. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's like you doing some good, some acoustic guitar stuff. 
Oh, you got the acoustic one. Mm-hmm. Do I have that? You might be the only one that has that. <laughs> I lost a bunch of stuff. Anyways. I'm afraid I can't find it, but yeah. I know I've got it somewhere. Anyways, I'll put it in the show notes for the quick takes. I mean, obviously, it's just go to their YouTube, uh, uh, Salesforce Developers YouTube, and they've got some new postings on developer quick takes. They're, uh, they're pretty good. I like them. They're quick snippets, maybe less than 10 minutes, as they should be, and uh, I found them useful. Wait, what are we talking about? Salesforce developer quick takes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So this is what um, Peter Chittum was posting? Yeah. What, and what channel is it on the developer channel? Salesforce developers, yeah. But you can you can do, you can type in um, Salesforce quick takes, I think, and you'll get them all. Okay. Oh, nice. That's cool. It, you know, easily shareable, right? Tweetable. Tweetable? Is that a thing? Shareable. Shareable. Could be on Twitter. Could lunchable? be on Facebook. Yeah, you, it could the, be, you can watch it over lunch. It's a lunchable. It is lunchable. Well, I, I was drinking. I was watching him while drinking coffee. So sippable. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Let's see what if there's anything else I want to talk to you about today. What about the name change of uh, communities? Oh yeah. What, what do they call it? I just the experience cloud. The experience cloud. You know, here. The, I mean, here. I'll take this one. You take that one. Oh no, I can't eat anymore. Honestly, I can't eat anymore. Sold the. And I have, to, I have to go home to dinner too. I pretend that I'm hungry. Although I'm in, I'm in with my in my three hour window where I, know, I can, you should be eating I can supposedly up. eat as much as what as I want, but <laughs> um, no. Here's the good part about them renaming community communities. Do you know how hard it is to Google when you're trying to like, you know, because uh, you know we all know there's about 852 million ob- obscure bugs with the communities product that Salesforce has, <clears throat> and so when you're trying to Google like Salesforce community blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. To find, like, see if the, anyone else is going you know, to come up with a solution to this this problem you have. What is the Salesforce community? Google doesn't know what it is. It thinks it's just the Salesforce. It doesn't understand you mean the, the community product or the community cloud. I guess they, they were calling it at mm-hmm. some point. Um, very hard to Google for this product. Sure. And... But here's the problem. Um, does experience make it any better? No, because Adobe has an experience cloud. Yeah. Oh, they have an experience cloud. Mm-hmm. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna open a, a porn tab, a porn window, and I'm gonna Google. Experience. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking just, about. Just to make sure. Just because. So none of my data bias is this. I Google. Okay, here we go. I Google experience cloud. Number one thing is an ad, of course, for the Salesforce experience cloud. So Salesforce is, bid, is bidding top dollar for anyone at Googling experience cloud right now. Mm-hmm. If I clicked on this. Google, Salesforce would probably have to pay five bucks. Click I'm on guessing. it. I know. I should just like, can I? Should click I, on I, it. I, how about a curl script? I'm just gonna like, click on how it. How about a curl script to just like slam that thing? I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do. I would never do that. Uh, I'm doing it. No, I mean, experience well, cloud. How's the market increase his net worth if you keep doing that, John? Come on. Hmm. <laughs> okay. The the first organic result is the Adobe Experience Cloud. In fact. All of the organic results. No, I'm sorry. First, second, and third are Adobe. The fourth is one a, a new a new web page from one day ago that is a Salesforce blog entry. Maximize your return on experience with Experience Cloud. I clicked on it twice. The, here's the other thing about this rename. Because again, I'm not so I'm not sure Google Google ability is any better. When, again, when you're trying to solve your problem as a practitioner of the Salesforce products, 
The other thing is, does it say, in terms of what the name of the product says about what it does? It, yes. It, did we move forward here? I think we did. No, I don't think we did. You don't think community was a I think community was a great name. I don't think so. Communities have gotten so watered down. But you know what it is. You know, it's a community. It's a community cloud. People know what that is. It's, it's a community. And it. And no, because community means something like a very. I might be. I'm going to say But this, experience but, is even more generic than community, though. That's my point. No, we, but we, we stepped but back. Think about experience. Experience means you're going you're gonna to go to a site and you're going to kind of experience something, right? A community kind of, kind of has a connotation that you're going to go somewhere and you're going to interact with people. And most of the communities that companies are, are putting out there, they don't have the resources to invest in a true community where you're actually interacting with that company and its people. You're basically posting a case consuming a knowledge base because they don't want to deal with you. They want you to sell service as much as possible. So you're not technically interacting with people. So to me, I think it's a better nomenclature because you're you're providing an experience for your customers this is, this is, versus a community saying that you're going to get to talk to someone <laughs> you that you never get to talk to. I got to give you credit, John. You do you do make this truly like a Cisco and Ebert type show or a uh, a uh a cro- like a crossfire. I'm trying to earn my MVT- MVP badge here. What are you about? <laughs> I'm not, obviously, because since they kicked me out. They kicked me out, too. No, they didn't. You're such did. a liar. No, you didn't. You were renewed. You're still, you're I'm still not MVP. renewed. Don't lie. I'm in the Hall of Fame. That means, like, no, thank, thank no, you that, for your service. No, it doesn't. Now, now, now no, you're, you're old. No, that's, ca- that's called... Um, that's called... Well, I have... I have uh, well, you're in the Hall of Fame because you were five years. That doesn't mean you're done. You're still in. I am done. I got fired because I didn't fill out the... <laughs> The self, the, the um, what do you call it? The stack ranking self evaluation report. The, the, the perks are different. I don't get like free seating and stuff like that anymore. Now, what was the what was the CNN show Crossfire? Do you remember that? That was like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's that's you're, you're doing a good job of of keeping that spirit to the show. Because I, I can't, it's hard for me to believe that you believe what you're saying, but that's okay. It's it's for the show. I am the devil's so, advocate. So here's why experience because. Experience cloud makes me think of like, honestly, more of like service cloud. Like you want to give your customers a great experience. Give them the best service you can give them. Mm-hmm. That's service cloud. Or what is the new word for CRM? We know this. Uh, uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Larry taught us this. It's CRM is the new term for it. It's, community, it's CX, customer experience. So mm. experience is such a broad word. It just It does not say... And a single thing about the product. If you, t- if you tell someone, hey, have, you know, you should consider the Salesforce uh, Experience Cloud, they would have zero clue what that means. The name doesn't tell you at all what it is. It doesn't, but but haven't, I'm trying to remember this, but on the Gartner, whatever they call it, the, the Magic scale, Quadrant? Magic Quadrant. Wasn't their biggest competitor Adobe when it came to community stuff? Probably, I don't know. What is it? What so is wouldn't the, this put them on par, or at least, at least kind of like when you Google something, you say experience cloud. Doesn't that like put Salesforce in the same conversation? So here, here's here's a good proof that experience means nothing. Because with Oracle, their experience, uh, CX customer experience is, is their CRM. With Adobe, the experience cloud is their marketing cloud. And with Salesforce, the experience cloud is their community product. Which ties into marketing cloud. For sure, if you have an integration. You don't have an integration. You got well, 360. Sure. No, you, you got customer 360. What is, and what is customer 360? Because it runs on MuleSoft. What is it, John? What is that? It's, it's an integration. All your customers. It's an integration. All in one together. <laughs> you get a full view, 360 view of your customers and everything they want. Yeah. 
your your CRM is in some cloud in some data center in, a, in an Oracle database, and your your marketing stuff is in a different cloud in a different data center in a in a SQL Server database. They're about as integrated. They're, they're about as integrated as you and I are. But it's there. John. It's there. That's what matters. It's there. Okay. That's that's very philosophical. It is. What about Tableau? What about it? Introducing a new way to bring Tableau analytics into Salesforce. So they have a new component that you can inject into Salesforce to get all your Tableau charts it, on the dashboard. And, and if you made the mistake of choosing Tableau instead of Einstein analytics? No, you get better you get better graphics. Well, apparently Tableau's for the for the dum dums. That's no. that's what Mark Benioff said last week. When we remember the, the last time we recorded? No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. No. It's 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 the analytics for the rest of us. Oh, maybe. Remember that? Maybe. <laughs> but I did notice this when they were, when they were talking about the the uh, was it uh, uh, when they talked about the command center for the COVID stuff? Co- oh, can, a COVID command center where you can do like <laughs> all the surveys and stuff, and it was kind of show like hot spots and things on on the country maps and everything. Those charts looked unique to me, and I was like. Those are unique charts. Those are charts not available in standard Salesforce oh, dashboards or, or uh, Einstein. Well, it turns out those charts are coming from Tableau. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, well, Tableau has a unique font. Have you noticed that? Yes, and even like the drop-downs and, the, and the buttons it's and everything. It's the engineering drawings. You know, like engineering drawings? System. It's that font. It's that really thin engineering drawing font. I wish I knew what that was called. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. But. My whole career has been um, fighting that, by the way. Really? That you've dedicated your career to fighting an engineering font? Yes. <laughs> that can explain some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has been. Oh my god! I'm not joking. <laughs> How's that working out for you? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you're my boss. I'm not. Or your wife's my boss. Well, someone is. Ask her. She. <laughs> I rejected you. Like, nope, John's not working for me. <laughs> No, I have. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast with this guy. <laughs> in all seriousness, I, I have. I've always hated that when, when a developer de- designs a UI. That's the whole reason that, that user experience is kind of a hobby of mine, because I've always hated that they would throw a bunch of inputs on the screen and a shitty-ass-looking button and, and crappy things and go, okay, here's your, here's your form. A box and now a button. submit it. Yeah. A box and a button. Yeah. I've always hated that. So I've, I've always strived... Done. To make my things look like it was native, whether it was the, the native Windows OS or native Salesforce OS or whatever, I've always strived to make it look as native as possible because I don't want the user to go and go, yeah, some crappy developer ma- made that for me. It's custom. Yeah. I don't want people to know it's custom. I subscribe to the like the ILM kind of kind of methodology, is which is industrial light and magic. Yeah. Okay. Which is you shouldn't be able to tell. Like they know they've done their job if you can't tell something is CGI. Or something is is you know, that's when they know they've Can done their job. Can you believe in like, I mean, the way they used to do it, like in all like the first three Star Wars movies, that it literally just had like models, they like physical models they made, and they were just like kind of like have them on little fish line and like drag them across a <laughs> across a background. And those were still better than some well. of the CGI I, stuff. It, it, I know it that, aged that's what's well. amazing. It does yeah. age very well because yeah. they did a really good job. Good artists. Yeah. I mean, they just they were they were artists that used actual like paintbrushes and stuff. Yeah. And so, so to me, from my perspective, if, if, 
if something I built looks native, meaning you can't tell that someone did this, you, you think Salesforce made that, that to me is a compliment more than anything. But every screen you go to on Salesforce looks like it was made by a different company. Oh, so. no. At least oh, in setup well, it does. Yeah. Or you go from like one module to another. Salesforce has made my job easier <laughs> because everything's everywhere. <laughs> yes. So I've got a little more leeway here but and there. But is it as bad as NetSuite? Oh. <laughs> no. It's not. Yeah. Have they even implemented a design system? I have to look oh, at that. I don't know. I haven't seen NetSuite in 15 years. They had some good things going for them. Oh, but, for sure. But they were still very much... They weren't multi-tenant they were spinning up a new box for every customer that's, that's the perception i got no that was the truth okay they, they spun up a new box now and that might have changed in recent years but that what, what was but to it? me i don't care about that i don't i don't care whether it's multi-tenant or not. i mean i don't care whether it's multi-tenant or when you spin up like your own database for me i don't care if someone's doing you know create database and a bunch of scripts that's that is an implementation detail that's just simply an optimization of the provider so they can save save some money I don't care about that. Yes and no. It, it, it allowed for certain things. Like if you had a big big customer who had a ton of data, they didn't affect everyone else. You have a big customer on Salesforce who affects a lot of people, they have to move well, so, odds around. So I, let, me, let me, I guess, then revise my comment. I don't care how they implement the service they provide for me as long as it doesn't negatively affect me. Mm, yeah. So in fact, if you're not multi-tenant, like... You're saying NetSuite, at least back in the day, was not multi-tenant. That's actually that's actually a benefit for me because yeah. I got my own database. Yeah, you did, um, but they also did a lot with JavaScript. Like you could do yes. a lot with JavaScript. Hey, before JavaScript was the the end all be all, right? Yeah. They were ahead yeah. of the game before Lightning components and everything else. Yeah. You could do quite a bit with JavaScript in in NetSuite, yeah. and it was pretty. I mean, cool. you, that's how you implemented the business logic. Yeah, like triggers and things yeah. with JavaScript, huh. not Apex. That and 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 the kind of the they're kind of. Their experience cloud. You didn't see my air quotes, oh but I did there. Yeah, yeah, I did I saw the, the NetSuite uh, experience cloud was directly tied into their database. I mean, it was just first-class citizen type stuff. So it was really easy to kind of put put all that together. You gave him a weird look. This is a. Uh, I, I know him. Today, so today is what's called Thirsty Thursday. Oh. Yep. I'm thirsty. That's why we're at the. I don't think we ever say the name of this place. I don't want people to get weird. We did. Yeah. Really? Okay. It's not like most of our audience is not around here. I, no, I know. But John, we're so famous, and I don't want people to like start, you know, I don't want the paparazzi we to show global, up. We are global, Jeremy. We are global. We're global. Yes. Yep. We are the shiznit global. Global. We're globally global known. Podcast. Yep. There's about no two, two people in India, and I think one or two in Australia that know us. So that means we're global. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We talked about Tableau. Uh, oh, this was a non-Salesforce topic, but uh, what do you think about all these tech companies investing in schooling for kids? So the most recent thing is Bezos opening a preschool, but we also had Larry Ellison, who who on who on the Oracle campus. The what? Oracle com- campus. Campus. You say campus? I, I don't know what you said, <laughs> John. God, John, two beers. Are you on two beers or is that just one? I have not drank in like, I know, I was gonna say, like a you're, month. You're just like a, a... When was the last time we recorded? That was the last time I drank. Two weeks ago? Yeah. When was the last time I drank? No wonder you're all stressed out. I know. I drank like alcohol. four bottles of whiskey at home. I haven't touched it. I don't understand you. Anyways. What was I saying? Combass. Oh, 
Yeah, Larry Ellison has a uh, high school, a tech high school. So I don't, I don't. Do you know what a tech high school is? I mean, a high school that has tech. I don't know that focuses no, on they're, tech. They're kind of alternative to. They're kind of alternative high schools, but they kind of focus on. It's like a vocational, right, for tech. It's it's almost vocational. It's a code boot camp, Johnson boot camp. It's coding. We're gonna code. It's kind of so like if you have a kid who doesn't conform to the traditional. We're gonna teach people how to high school to how to produce stuff. the curly brackets on their keyboard. They give them more attention. They teach them more in like a project centric type thing where you kind of go through the motions of actually learning something. From my understanding of, of the kind of local tech that we have, it's that kind of high school where they kind of give you more personal attention. They, they kind of focus on more project different learning versus scholastic learning. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. So you know how to code a, 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 a Rust program or some JavaScript, but you, yeah. you want to know the first, you, you'll still know nothing about American history, so you'll buy into a bunch of garbage and <laughs> you don't want to know how to bounce a checkbook and you, you know, yeah, okay. I so got that's it. your I perspective. Got <laughs> I got it. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems to be happening more and more with with Bezos and Or and uh, Ellison, and I'm just wondering when Benioff is going to get in on it. I mean, I know he's donated to quite a few. Yeah, and Salesforce. I don't know if it's Salesforce or Benioff, but I mean, he, he, they donate a lot to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, unified school district. Do you think it's somewhat of a conflict of interest? Do you think they're kind of there just promoting themselves? You know, I'm not going to let you, let you bait me into that. I'm not going to let you bait me into that. Aww, that yeah, I'm not going to let you pull me off sides, John, uh, for a sports reference for you. You're not an MVP anymore. You can be honest. <laughs> I got I got other <laughs> things to worry about, John. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Rewind. I'm not an MVP so I can be honest. <laughs> oh... <laughs> And this show is what killed us. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I'm okay. Oh, how I'm about Kevin. Salesforce Edge? Did you hear about that? No. What is Edge? I don't know. I didn't know about it until is I got it. Is that a browser? A, um, <laughs> it is. But as with experience cloud, Salesforce seems to want to <laughs> grab other people's terms here. So now Salesforce has their own Edge. Mm. It's Salesforce Edge. You're like living on the Salesforce Edge, John kind of violent it's like uh, it's that, that's when you put code into production without you without testing it you're living I'm on scared. the salesforce edge that term is triggering edge reminds me of knives no especially they've got some kind of um uh, what do you call it almost like um con like almost like cdns except they're not cdns they're not just like static hmm. but th- they're putting apparently some of their resources closer to geographically closer to the edge okay and makes sense. So, I mean, and, and they, I, the only reason I know about this is because I, I got an email because I'm probably, I'm listed as an administrator in about 207,000 orgs. And so I get that many administrator emails every time there's an administrator email that goes out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was um, telling you to, you know, if you whitelist IPs because maybe you've got some router nut job that's blocking you from everything that's not IP whitelisted or whatever. Yep. You know, you might need to add some things because we are moving things closer to you and they're not going to have the same IP addresses. And I think certain pods are moving on to the edge before others. And so like they they said the way that you can, and this is in the email, I'm sure everyone's got it. It's also probably on tr- uh, trust.salesforce or status. I can't remember which is which. I think they. It's got. It's, I think it's in there. There's like an article and or a, yeah. a, a bulletin or whatever they call it. But you can like say, let's say you're on 
NA162, right? If you go and do like an NS lookup on na162.salesforce.com or mm-hmm. like just look at like, I don't know if it's like a C name or whatever, but if you, it'll have Edge in the name, it'll be like, you know, edge192.salesforce.com. If you see that, then that's how you know that you're, you're living on the edge, John. Are these new IP addresses though? Um, they will sure they'll be able they will be new IP addresses because they're new hosts in new locations. Okay. So again, I don't know what they're putting out there. I don't know if it's like static stuff or if they're actually moving like you know, you know, databases and compute resources out out to the edge. But they just say that you know the goal is to like wherever you are to make Salesforce a better experience, faster experience. That's good. Makes sense. Yeah, that would be nice. But it does it does cause a little bit of a problem for everyone who you know wanted this their their sixteen static IPs or whatever to, to whitelist. It's going to be more complicated than that. I mean, I, th- I think any company who's who's locked down their systems by IP that strictly has is already dealing with this. It's it's got to be a constant churn of managing IPs. Yeah, I mean, if you're that locked down, you're going to deal with it. Yep. So. You know, one thing that Salesforce doesn't attempt. As far as I can tell, to control it all, I've had clients ask me before about this before, especially like in evaluation or like RFP, RFI type things. You know, in the security section, one of the questions is always like, um, "Does the system uh, prevent impossible travel?" Are you familiar with this term, impossible travel? No. So let's say you log into Salesforce. Um, oh, so like if you go to China, in, you can't log into Salesforce. No, no. It's it's. Let's say you um, let's say you log into Salesforce right now. We're in let's call it Dallas, Texas, right? And two minutes later, you try to log in from Los Angeles. Oh. Clearly, that's not you. But maybe you just disabled. You turned your VPN off, or you turned your VPN on. But I can tell you, Salesforce does not do anything for uh, impossible travel because no, they kill all all of professional services. Well, I mean, like I, you can be logged into Salesforce and turn your VPN on or off, and like your session's still great, nothing's no problem whatsoever. I, and I'm, I mean, and I'm not saying that they should do anything about impossible travel because I think it actually causes more problems than it solves to try to prevent so-called impossible travel. That's the only way I know to verbalize my air quotes is to say so-called. Mm. I see it, so I'm just... Yeah, I know. You, you, you get, well, you get it in 2D. You, yeah. you can hear it and you can see it. <laughs> 4D. It's a lot of Ds. It's a lot of Ds. <laughs> I like my Ds. Oh, God. Uh, we should probably wrap up pretty soon. <laughs> I didn't get... Was, okay, so let's do one more topic, because I do have to pee. Um, do you want to talk about the Keeper Test? I have never Reed heard Hastings, of Hastings, Netflix, and his new book. Or do you want to talk about uh, uh, Chris Peterson's uh, tweet about uh, SQL and Knowles? Mm, the I saw the SQL and, and Knowles tweet kind of frustrated me a little bit because I feel like they and, and I I could be wrong in this, but I feel like they're pushing performance problems off onto users instead of solving them themselves. But I could be wrong about that. So we can dig into that if you want to. That's Maybe more cerebral than what I want to get. What I want to get right now. It is very cerebral. In fact, okay. it's so cerebral that I had to go back and read documentation that I haven't read since I was trying to learn SQL. Period. Well, Salesforce is not SQL at all, so don't. No, it isn't. But it's it it the the whole null thing is is a is an old problem. 
Well, and also... I, it's an old problem in all SQL implementations, whether it's SQL Server or Oracle SQL implementation. It's not a problem if you understand what null is and how these systems treat null. So the way... The, let, me, the, let me just say one thing real okay. quick. The way SQL treats null is completely different than the way SQL treats null. Yes. So if you're good on SQL and you think you understand how to work with nulls, you got to throw all that out the window because the way SQL deals with nulls is completely different. SQL treats nulls null like a, a normal value, whereas SQL treats null in the along the vein of um, null is not a value. That's why you can't compare to null. Right. It's not a value. You can't compare to it. Whereas whereas SQL is more than happy to compare against null. Right. But, but yeah, there's, there's still those on the, on the, not to get into it, but there's, there's still, there's still proponents of SQL, SQL's implementation of the way they treat nulls as being invalid. Oh, well, you can put, when you it can put to, me in that camp. Especially when it comes to aggregation and things like that. And just, if you look at the decision tree for null and, and how it determines whether or not something is true, false, or unknown, it's pretty crazy. And you can get some pretty inconsistent results depending on what scenario you're in. Yeah. And again, if you don't understand how whatever system you're working in, it treats null. Right. What null means in that system. Right. Which I don't think we have a clear understanding of. And well, the thing I didn't understand, again, we probably won't get into it, and I won't do it. Maybe neither of us would do it justice. Um, but the thing I didn't understand about what Chris Peterson was, because he was ask, ask, wasn't he like asking for feedback or something on that? Well, I think he wants to solve the issue, because it's a performance issue on yeah, the Salesforce yeah. side. Well, he sees... He sees users creating performance issues that he's pretty sure they don't understand they're creating performance issues. And what I didn't understand about the scenarios that I was looking at or the examples, and again, I, I browse past this. It, it seems like Salesforce could optimize. I don't see why Salesforce couldn't optimize for those. Like if someone's doing like a sub, like a, a sub query or sub select and it's null, then it, I don't see how that can be optimized for. I don't, like don't rely on your citizen developers to write optimized queries. Like, if, if it's null, don't do a table scan. You don't have to do anything. It's not going to be there. So it's optimize that optimize that. It's simple if, if it's a single variable. If it's a variable that's not an array. They could flip the switch and say, okay, I see a variable but that's even a an null, empty and list. that's the same. So what I think is that they're treating equals null the same as a SQL is null. And they're treating an empty list. Like, if you do, like, where in or whatever, and it ends up being an empty list... They're treating that as null, and that's causing a table scan. I'm like, what? You, no, I don't Salesforce, think so. Why are you doing that? I don't think so. I think okay. what the, what the, what's happening is that you have an array, and you have string A as as value one, and string value two as null, and that's yeah. where it's causing the performance. Maybe issue. so. I don't know. Because in also, the array, one of those values is null, which is causing the whole thing to table scan. Also, can we talk about how many jobs Chris Peterson has? Oh, God. I need him focused on Apex. Let someone else handle <laughs> SQL, uh, SQL problems. I need Chris on Apex. <laughs> yeah, I like to think there's like Chris has like this team on like that has a whole floor of some building and they're all working on Apex. But I'm afraid what the truth is is like Chris is sitting in like a little cubicle and he's got like 18 different jobs and it's just him doing all of them. <laughs> you might not be so too far yeah. from the truth. <laughs> if not, then it feels that way. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap this up. I gotta pee. I'm about to burst. Oh wow. Or we can pause and I can pee. No, let's wrap it up because it's... We've, we've been at this... Uh, it's over an hour. That's, I'm going to age restrict this episode and I'm going to put a note in the show notes. Oh, first ever. Yeah. Our, our first... Our, our It's a first in that it's our first age restricted and it's also our last podcast ever. Last episode. <laughs> so... 
Wow, John. How do we how do we end our final episode? And to that I say no. <laughs> I mean that that is how it will end, I hope. But. No, share us, like. I really gotta pee. Can, I, can we pause? No, no, we can't. Let's I wrap it up. Let's burst. No, okay, we can wrap it up. I gotta burst. Share us, like, uh, like, even though we're even though this is the last one. Um, I gotta it's, go. It's been fun, guys. I can't. And to that, I say good to sir. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs>